Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by Alicia Cuthbert to talk all about her latest film, Bandit. And I wanted to start by talking about the the lens in the, of your character, Andrea, and the way that this story is told, because it's obviously, it's based on a true story, and so you're playing a real character, but I know that you didn't have the opportunity to have a conversation with her, even though you right. would have loved to. And so you're you're portraying this character, but through the lens of, of Gilbert's perspective in the story and how he really saw her carried through this relationship Um, and I was really interested in in how how that played into your character development process and having that awareness that it's from his perspective but also thinking about where her side of things may have come from to find a middle ground for her yeah that was really that was the hardest part actually in the journey of the film for me because not having her two cents or her side of the story really did sort of weigh on me and it uh it just would have been a different experience if I would have had her sort of on my side that I could, I could really uh, bounce questions off of as, you know, the other actors were lucky enough to have their counterparts. So, and yeah, I I was, I was stumped because I was like, there were times when I would read the script and certain things just didn't as a woman drive right away for me. Like I didn't, I couldn't understand, like, you know, I mean, obviously without giving things too much away, but, you know, like you said, the movie's out now so people can kind of see it. So, but listen, to break it down, I mean, there were moments where my character finds out that he's involved in some shady stuff and her reaction in some cases were really sort of off for me in that she kind of found it hot and like thought it was cool that, you know, he was this sort of dangerous bad guy. And listen, that could have been honest to, you know, that could have been on an honest reaction. And, you know, Gilbert's uh, recollection of that could be totally true. Um, But it was like instances like that, where I just, where I would kind of hit a wall and go, was that really the way she thought, you know, about him? Is that really how she felt? So that was sort of tough for me in the beginning. And I had a lot of conversations with Alan, our director about it. And he was like, no, like that's his recollection. That's really how he felt. And I was like, okay, so here's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to just commit to Gilbert's, you know, ideas of how it went down, his recollection, his memory. I'm going to commit to his memory of it to keep her as consistent as possible. So if I can't have her in the picture, then I've got to stick with someone's actual true accounts of it. So I, I have to go down his path. So that's what I did. I stayed true to his recollection of everything. But yeah, of course, there's a little bit of me that just, you know, wishes that I could have kind of fact checked with her as well. And, and that, plot, that plot point in her response is, is such an interesting avenue for her. And because there is that detail in the script of, you know, her, her family having lost their family home, to the bank, did right. that help you in in kind of really coming up with a lot of her perspective and her emotional response to it? Because she has kind of a vested emotional element tied up in what he's doing in a very different way. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. And I think there were times where we could have a little bit of, of a bigger creative leeway because she wasn't involved. And to kind of deal with this backstory, for me, things had to jive. There had to be a reason that, you know, she was intrigued by him and, and, and the path that he was taking until it got too far. So, yeah, I mean, all of those backstory, um, you know, uh, family situations and her life, um, really did play into 
it making it easier for me to have these kind of reactions and to be authentic about it, you know? Um, Cause I just didn't want to be plopped into the movie to be like, Oh my God, you're so hot. This robbery thing is so cool. Like she had to have logistics. There had to be reasons for her to get to that place where um, you could understand her and women could relate to her. Um, Cause I said to Alan, I said, as it's written now, we need, we need to have reason for her to have these reactions. I mean, I love that it's a different take, but they have to be authentic and come from a real place, especially Absolutely. coming as like from a woman um, and, and, you know, playing these female characters, we, we owe it to, we can't just like step into these things without thought. I mean, these characters have to be, you know, tangible, real. They have to come from a real place because women, especially female audiences, they're not going to buy into that. You know, it has to, it has to have an authentic flair to it and a, and a real sense of, you know, uh, purpose. And even within that, that, that real authenticity and that idea of things that feel very tangible to the audience, you're also tasked with at the very beginning, having to go through a whole timeline and emotional arc of this relationship. You know, the first time that she meets Gilbert and it's you and Josh together on screen, she's like, you're here after 11, the rules say you can't come in, but there's something that intrigues her enough to still open the door. And then you have a, a number of subsequent scenes that move very quickly where yeah. it's suddenly building this arc where they're in a fully formed relationship. And so how did you approach moments like that where it's not necessarily a long five minute scene to explore the chemistry yeah. and the buildup, but to really make it feel like this tangible growth of a relationship. Yeah, it's a really great point because I, that's how I structured sort of my job in the film where it was like, this film spans such a long period of time between these two people from the moment they meet each other and fall in love to their progression of building a family. And then obviously into this really catastrophic demise of, of their relationship um, and her sort of discovering everything about him. Um, she's really duped from the beginning. And um, so for me, I, it was a challenge, but it was exciting because I was like, I have to take these small moments, um, these small scenes and really um, show the audience where these two are at. And I remember having a lot of great conversations with Josh Dumel before we got to Georgia. And, you know, I know he was really focused on uh, playing Gilbert and, and assuming all these different like fun um outfits and crazy different disguises that he was going on. But I said, you know, I'm going to be here sort of on the sidelines popping in and out, depending on the schedule to really focus in on their love story. Because I said, really, this is where uh, it hits me to such a degree where I just thought this is the heart of the film. And he absolutely agreed. And so we kind of broke down a lot of things and like what we wanted to do. And cause when you're on these, um, you know, faster sort of shorter films where you don't, you don't have a whole lot of time you get in there and sometimes you only get two takes, you know, you only get a couple runs at it. So there was a lot of um, conversation before about sort of where we wanted to go with it, but yeah, really fun um, first scenes where we meet, which are kind of my faves. Cause we, we kind of have that little fun banter. I think I even like improv to the, you know, God line, you know, it was just sort of like, we just had more fun with it and just tried to like, embody what it feels like to kind of have those first little sparks with someone. And then later on, um, there's a scene where I confront him at the police station and, uh, in an interrogation room and she's crushed. And, you know, there's such great layers in that scene because he sort of looks at her to signal that they're watching. And she realizes that there's not much that she can say, but, she's just so hurt. And that, that scene was so, um, 
so awesome to play with Josh on because, you know, there's so many layers to the relationship there. And I think you really feel that there's so much love between the two of them and that she has to like help him step up and figure this out because she knows that if, if he doesn't sort it out, it'll be the end of their relationship. So yeah, there was a lot of fun things to play with. And yeah, the journey was was long over the course of the film. I love that. And you're also bringing up there how quick and how fast the film was moving. I think the whole film shoot sounds like it was about 21 days, yes. which really isn't that much, especially when you're looking at the amount of time that's covered for these characters. And so that creates such a necessity to really show up having done your homework, having had the conversations that you want to have that there won't be time for on set. And like you said, often only getting a couple of takes, needing to make very fast creative choices in the moment. And so for you, what was the most important aspect of the homework that you wanted to make sure you showed up on set having done and, and the conversations that you wanted to make sure that you had before you were on set so that you could work in that way? Yeah, I think most importantly is just knowing the script as much as possible. Um, but, you know, coming from TV uh, and bouncing back from television to film, TV's really allowed me to understand that, you know, pace has to be quick. So when I go into these quicker films that, you know, we don't have a lot of time to dwell on certain scenes, um, I, I, I'm in that space. That's sort of where I work. That's my comfortable zone. So for me, it's like I don't tend to... Uh, like I, I don't like to dwell too long on or overthink certain things. I have my, my ideas of what I want to do. I'm flexible to hear what the director has to say in order to change certain things, but I'm really there prepared, uh, dialogue wise so that if Josh throws anything at me, I'm ready to bounce back off that or, um, just committing to certain things that I really want to do, um, that I can just kind of get done in like two, three takes. But, and I, but I think my television training has, has really helped me get to that sweet spot. You know, um, sometimes I find it difficult when you get on, you know, bigger films where you have the luxury to spend, you know, a full day on like a half a page. Sometimes that wears on you, you know, sometimes that is almost more of a discipline because you have to stay fresh for a longer period of time where when you get in and you just get to do like, you know, three, two or three takes, like you're just like going, I, this, I, this is what I need to do. And, and then bam, you're on to the next thing. So it's always like, bam, fresh and great. So um, yeah, sometimes those bigger films can be more tedious. That's so interesting. And and when you're working with the script for a project like this as well, because, you know, you can tell that there's a real intention to make sure this isn't just a, a completely one dimensional side character of, of a wife that she feels like a fully fleshed out person. And so even just details like when the Jimmy Radcliffe song comes in in the bar and she's like, I really love this song that tells us something about her taste and her aesthetic. And so when you were going through the script, what were some of the details like that that were really helpful for you and making sure that she felt like this fully realized character to you? Yeah, interesting. I yeah, there there was like, you know, uh speaking with Josh, you know, the um coming up with like nicknames for each other, you know, all these added little things help, like, you know, him calling me goddess. And you know, I actually actually talked to Gilbert about it and he didn't really recall a specific nickname that they had for each other. So Josh and I could take a liberty and kind of come up with some things, but um, but yeah, backstory about parents, backstory about um, you know, what she was doing in Ottawa and why she was there. Those are always things that help you can draw on as you kind of go through and you can, you can kind of play with, um, but yeah, it, but, but also in keeping with, 
you know, I think a lot of stuff was on the page. I mean, a lot of stuff was really there. She was really hashed out more so than most scripts I've read, you know, because I think it's a true story. So, you know, that lends itself for not having to create these things there. They exist. So it really was incredible to read the script and go, oh my gosh, not only is it a Canadian story and I'm Canadian, so I'm drawn to it for that reason, but I also felt like this isn't just sort of the sidekick wife. There, She goes through a lot in this movie over the course of their lives. So it's uh, it was super fun. And it was really, a lot of it was really there on the page. So homework was more just kind of figuring out where Gilbert thought she was in certain times, like when she finds out certain things, when they had the children, all these things. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was really all there, which I got really lucky. And in the way that she's written as well, it's also something where she doesn't necessarily instinctively have the idea that he's out robbing multiple banks all across the country, but she senses that there's untruths in what he's telling her. And she starts to challenge him on it and be like, you know, you're not going out to work for your dad. Like, I know that's not true. So tell me what's actually going on. Um, And so how did you, how did you want to play those elements of just that kind of intuition that she has and kind of like where and when her spidey senses start tingling? What is it that sets that off and how is she going to respond to those moments? Yeah. I mean, that again was also in the script in a lot of ways where it was like, okay, here's the moment where she finds a lot of cash and has to go, what is going on here? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's about how it's more about how you, um, you approach it and how you're going to play it. Are you going to be, you know, up here, pissed off, mad, you know, what, what is the level because, and how does that fit in the story and, and, and the tone of the film? Um, you know, I got really great advice, uh, really early on in my career, actually, like even like before I got to LA, I was like a child actor in Canada. And I remember working with one director who had said to me, you know, um, just be careful about tone because sometimes like as a kid, you know, you could get a little high pitched, you can get a little, you know, it's like whiny, um, you know, he said, you know, as a female, you, you know, you always hold your strength and there's a lot of power in keeping things really, um, to the point, um, but not having, you don't have to hit the ceiling to make a point. And I, and I really thought, wow, cause I, 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 you know, there is a lot of strength in that. So, so playing with the, the, the different levels of tone for me is I, in every project I do is super important. So, so yeah, that scene with Josh and I, when he comes in and it's like, I'm holding up the money and it's like, you know, it's not like, what the hell is, you know, it's, it's more like, tell me what this is, you know, and then we have somewhere to go, you know, where we, we have a place to either get really pissed off about it and then come back and then get emotional about it. And that's, I think that feels more real to me um, than just hitting one note pissed off. Right. So it's like, that's all the fun stuff you get to play with that I really love. And and with that idea of the note that you choose for a particular scene as well, one of the other moments is when she's taken a pregnancy test and the moment where she's going to tell him, and it feels like she's gone through a lot of different scenarios of how that conversation might go already. And, you know, she even outwardly says, I'm prepared to do this by myself. So she's, she's navigated every possible outcome. Um, And so how did you kind of see that shift for your character in terms of, of the different directions that that could potentially take her relationship either to, I'm going to be a single mother by myself or my partner is going to be there and we're going to build this family together. Yeah. I think she sort of gets stunned when he sort of says, I got to take off. And 
just as she's about to tell him that, you know, the other thing too, is you have to remember that at that point, they're very much on their, in the early stages of the relationship. She doesn't know if he really wants to, you know, be with her for the long haul or not. And to, to, to get news that you're, you know, potentially going to be connected forever because of a child, it weighs heavily on her. Um, I, that scene was actually one of the more difficult scenes to do because it's not a very long scene. It cuts from me in, in, in the bathroom to then on the couch with him about to, I mean, the only thing that could kind of give it away is that she doesn't want, you know, to, she doesn't want the wine he offers, you know, so that's a little subtle moment there that he could have, you know, picked up on, but really the scene is quick. So, um, and then it kind of turns into something else, which is he's sort of bailing, you know? Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of different turns and she has to make that decision at that moment that, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm good. We're good. And he's like, is there anything you want to say? And I'm like, no, I'm good. But again, um, Gilbert was saying to us in, in reading his book and or reading the book and then reading and seeing some of the stuff, it was like, I think she kind of was like, we're so early in this that I don't want to, I don't want to have to feel, make, you know, feel the pressure to take you along on this. I can, I can do this on my own. I've gotten myself into this. So, you know, so uh, yeah, it's interesting. She did let him go. And then ultimately he, he he, when he left to do that, that robbery and, and she wasn't, you know, in his life, he, he was like, he, he realized at that moment that he didn't have anyone. So, you know, he kind of comes back to her. So yeah, it's interesting. That scene was really, that scene was difficult to do. And, and with that as well, as, as she becomes a parent and as that shifts things in their relationship, it also kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about finding her response to knowing that he's out there robbing banks and, and actually being supportive of it, even though she ha does have ground rules that she lays down for him in terms of, right. okay, more, this is how, this is how yeah. it's, yeah. Um, and so what, what was the avenue of, of exploration that was different for you once she became a parent and it wasn't just about her anymore? Yeah, it was an interesting thing because I, what I always kept going back to was why why is she staying? But I think you know when you when you're involved in and you're in love with someone, you you give them liberties because your heart doesn't want to heal. You know, your heart knows that if you if you leave this person, you have to then go through the journey of healing before you can go anywhere else. So that it's almost like I kept thinking to myself the the thought of the pain without him and the kids kind of deterred her from really being logical about it. And I thought that makes sense to me. Like I can, I can get on the bandwagon of it's the heartbreak she doesn't want to face, you know? So that really propelled a lot of it and fueled a lot of the reasonings that I felt like she kind of went, okay, if I can just give him like one more and then, and then we can move on with our lives and we can take the money and just go away and do this. You know, that felt like, cause she just didn't want to face having to, to leave him. I mean, she was in love. Right. And in working with Josh on, on so many of these different intricacies of their relationship and scenes together, it sounds like Alan as a director really gave you both the space to, to try different things or to kind of try different directions and, and play different directions when you needed that. Yeah. And so what were some of the, the moments or particular beats or scenes where that was a really valuable tool just to know that, you know, even if this doesn't end up being the final version, we can at least try it and see if it works. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of time to mess around too much. Um, so I think, 
you know, it's interesting. Josh has been acting for a really long time. I've been at it for a long time. And finally our paths have crossed and, and we've, we've, we've come together at a time in our careers where I think we just feel so confident and comfortable in what we're doing. And, um, I feel like that we've, and we've known each other a long time. So we didn't really have to sort of get to know each other, which really helped. Uh, we got to set and Alan, I think just had, you know, him and I, uh, ready to go and we would get one version of it that was scripted and then alan was really great at going like well maybe we can throw a little something else on top of it or do you guys feel like there's something there that you want to add and and so yeah and josh really i mean his improv on this film was like at no level that i'd seen in his work before so i was it was really great to just be able to play and to banter and when we did get into scenes together, we did. I mean, um, and that kind of shows on camera, but that was just more of just a comfortability. And and we didn't have a whole lot of time, like I said, to really like dissect it. We just kind of went in and went for it and just went off our instincts, which was really great too. So, but yeah, I think it was just timing for us. It was like perfect to come together and work together on this. I think we were right there where we needed to be. And, and you mentioned earlier that you and Josh kind of talked about the the grounded element of what you wanted this relationship to be. Was that something that you also had conversations with Alan with as well? Because it really does feel like, you know, it's like one moment we can be watching Josh pulling off all these different bank heists with the different prosthetics, but then it always kind of comes back to this really central grounded connection and the love between the two of them. And so was that something that, that Alan was kind of in, intentionally creating with you and Josh as well? Yeah, I mean, I think Alan was really like in into um, the movie as a whole, sort of the 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 fast paced sort of catch me if you can energy, uh, especially between Nestor and Josh's characters, cop and bad guy kind of scenarios. But I was sort of on the side sidelines, being like, I'm here and we've got a love story to tell too. And I remember specifically, and I mean, we touched on this, but you know that moment where. I just, I had said to Alan, I was like, there has to be something in the writing that's specific to understanding why she goes along with him in this journey and doesn't shut him down. As soon as she finds out that he's robbing banks across Canada, she's got to have a real truth in that if she's going to be interested in kind of game for this, for however long she is, there has to be something in her backstory that makes that feel authentic. So um, I do remember having a great conversation with him and him going, really, that doesn't feel that's not sitting well with you. And I just said, well, it just doesn't feel like there's enough that's told about her to make you understand why she goes on this journey with him. So I remember going back to Alan and Alan going back to our writer to kind of go, let's let's find something in her backstory, maybe and fit it in the dinner or fit her, fit it in at the at the um, the Good Shepherd place where the hostel, I, you know, where something gets dropped where the banks has done her wrong, you know, and, and that's, and that really is sort of helped propel that. And, and in talking a little bit about some of the scenes towards the end of the film, you were touching before upon the moment where it's the two of them having the conversation when he's been apprehended and they're in the interrogation room at the police station. Um, and I just wanted to ask about how you navigated and how you approached a scene like that, because again, there's so many different emotional trajectories for her as a character. The yeah. love is still there. And she knows that he's been truthful about robbing banks, but he's broken her ground rule of not doing another one. And that's how he got caught. And also at the same time in that instance, she's also found out that his name isn't even what he originally told her it was. And so she knows that even with there being certain truths, there's still lies and she's not sure kind of what to trust anymore. And so how did you go into a scene like that and, and really feel what the emotional trajectory needed to be for her? 
Yeah, that was an intense scene because I knew there wasn't a lot uh, of moments in the script where you could see her pain. That was really her. That was really where you see her at, at the strength of her because, like you said, you know, she finally realizes that he is a liar. You know, at the core of it, it's it's she can no longer trust him. But she also sees his weakness and his pain in that moment and has to build him up. So partner to partner, she at, by the end of that scene, she really has to say, put on your big boy pants and, you know, let's sort this out. And I think the only reason why she does that is because they've got the kids, you know, the kids are on the line. So but there's so much pain there. And I thought, wow, what an amazing scene. There's so many uh, emotions going on. And I will say as like a behind the scenes thing, that room that we shot in was very small. It was like the size of a bathroom and table, Josh, myself and Alan actually, because of whatever reason for the monitors or however it worked out, he was having a hard time sort of seeing the scene. So he was actually on the floor hiding below us. So it was like, there was this element of like, I have to block the director out and yet, but also still, you know, be in it with Josh and, and Josh is so amazing in that scene as well. And just emotionally gets there. And, and uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that scene, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip to watch. Cause it really is, uh, you know, everything bubbles up to a point and that, and in that scene, it all comes to a head. So it's, it's, uh, it's one of my favorites for sure. And towards the end of the film as well, we also see the moment where he's being sentenced and, and that's being handed down to him. And then the camera, as he's being walked out of the room, captures your character who has been there the whole time and probably there the entire trial. And so for you, what was what did you find was the driving force of her need to be there in the room, even after everything that's happened at that point? I just assumed, I mean, it was like, that was all, it had to have been so all encompassing for her and her life. I mean, I don't, was there anything else more important, you know, at that point for her going on? I mean, she kind of needed to see how this was going to end for her, you know? And I think, I mean, even after the fact, she's tried to stay with him as long as she could. And um, she really, you know, when she, when she says to him that, you know, I'm not going to run. You know, that, I mean, that, that really, for me was what, uh, drove a lot of the performance of this woman was loyal. This woman really tried to stick it out to the bitter end. And, and even though everyone else gave up on him in his life, you know, Andrea didn't, you know? And so I think that was really, um, her power in, in the film, you know, staying true and staying loyal, uh, even in the most difficult of times. And she probably did a lot of that because of the children as well. Well, congratulations on on everything with the film. It was a really fun one to watch and really appreciate you talking about it. So thanks so much, Alicia. Thank you so much. And your questions are so great. And thank you so much for watching the film. I really appreciate it.